heads up. In this episode, Sebastian and John dish on millennials, Jenny McCarthy, and of course, riblets. This week, we're eating good in the neighborhood on Here's Why It's Great. Welcome to Here's Why It's Great, the podcast where we take what you hate and tell you why it's great. I'm your host, John Bring. And I'm Sebastian Kavlicek. And before we get started today, I wanted to give a quick shout out to somebody important to the show. Uh, he's uh, somebody I've known my whole life, my Uncle Bill, Bill Boston, uh, who also happens to be a wonderful composer and the composer of the theme for Here's Why It's Great. I've never met him, but I'm very thankful for what he's done and that he was willing to uh, bring his talents to this because I love the intro. It's yeah, awesome. indeed. I, I basically asked him, I had very little idea of what I wanted from the theme song. <laughs> I said, can you make it just catchy and something you can hum? And within a day, he had this recorded for me and uh, it's wonderful. We really love the music. It's definitely got a throwback feel to it. It's a lot of fun and it is something that you can hum and something that like sticks in your craw. It's a little earworm. And my uncle Bill, He's a longtime composer. He worked uh, for many, many years with the very prolific composer Marco Beltrami, uh, who's an Oscar-nominated film composer who's worked with uh, James Mangold a lot. He got nominated for 310 to Yuma uh, several years ago. Really talented guy. My uncle's also a very talented guy. And we just wanted to give him a shout-out since we haven't properly named him on the podcast so far. So Bill Boston, Uncle Bill, thanks so much for the music. Thanks for the good times. <laughs> Thank and you so much. It sounds awesome, and it definitely gets stuck in my head all day long. Indeed, indeed. And now, to the task at hand. We're here to talk about something a little bit different this week. We're not What's talking that? about a movie or a what? theme park attraction or oh. even a comic book creator. Huh? We're talking about an eatery. An eatery? Oh, indeed. We're talking about Applebee's. Oh, like a restaurant. A restaurant. A sit-down dining establishment uh, that everybody loves. Uh, or not. Uh, <laughs> looking at some local reviews, uh, they're not kind to the local review of the Applebee's in my area. Sebastian and I live in Los Angeles, so these chain restaurants are a little bit harder to find. Because we live in the big city. Uh, we have a plethora of dining options at our at our fingertips. In fact, in the area Sebastian lives, there are probably, what, like 30 oh locally God. owned restaurants within it's, walking distance? It's wonderful and just challenging challenging yeah, yeah i would imagine you just want to go there all the time yeah. there's so many options so the sort of thing that applebee's is known for is you know being that that kind of place that's dependable uh that yeah. is around in every corner you know what you're gonna get you do know what you're gonna get there are two of them at my home in my hometown two applebee's in how big is valdosta this is a small town right it's it's fairly small i mean the greater valdosta area has about has over fifty thousand people okay uh it's getting bigger because we have a college vsu my alma mater go blazers is uh growing every year it's getting a lot bigger there's probably i think there are over ten thousand students it wow. may be higher than that so i'm sure that it you know maybe up to like 12 to fifteen thousand students so it's wow. you know the town's getting bigger and bigger and speaking of college students i feel like that is the the segment of people. The de- well, no, I was gonna say that's actually a demographic of people that I feel like are getting blamed for places like Applebee's becoming less successful. 
and less popular. Oh, interesting. So millennials are turning their noses up at this place. They don't think it's good enough for them, I guess. Wow, that's something. I mean, I think it shows the difference between generations because for me, when I think of Applebee's or Chili's or anything like that, that's like a big chain type of place like that i think of high school and i think of college and it just seems my point was actually going to be oh well no wonder you have a couple in town because you're a college town and makes sense but you're telling me now you're laying some truth bombs on me that the millennial college kids are millennials even in college or is that a different generation i don't know i mean i guess so I mean, they want free college, right? They want debt forgiveness for their uh, student loans. So I imagine they're in college. I imagine everybody's in college. I hope everyone goes to college. Yeah, I guess there's no real age range for college. I can be going to college Feel right the burn. <laughs> but no, that's that's really interesting. And I think maybe because I with the with more and more technology being introduced, like Postmates, DoorDash, et cetera, we're not endorsed by any of them. So just pretend I said random food delivery places. Mm-hmm. I guess it's... Similar, like maybe you're just staying in your dorm or your off-campus housing and ordering something from Postmates. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's more about like farm-to-table. It's about yeah. quality over quantity or over... over. They're raising their own chickens. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like... In their, in their dorm rooms. They're like, we're only feeding this chicken grass. And the chicken's like, I don't even want grass. And they're like, you're a grass-fed chicken and you're going from floor to table because I'm raising you in my dorm room. <laughs> And then you'll be on my table and I'll eat you. But I'm actually also a vegan. So I won't eat you. I'll just kill you. It's it's a lot of it's conflicting lot. ideals here. It's like, it's, ah, I don't uh, have time to go to Applebee's with all this I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, I think the thing is... Uh, oh, there's Applebee's a real reason. Maybe was... I don't know. Uh, this is... Uh, we're... we're as everyone should know by now, I mean, we've done, what, Transformers and Rocky and everything pretty much points to these guys are old. And we're not <laughs> old, old yet, but we're We're working it. on it. Every day we're working on it. And so I think we come from a time maybe where these restaurants were just kind of what you did. Yeah. You know, uh, I know that growing up, this is a place that my family frequented. We rather enjoyed it. I was always looking forward to going to Applebee's. When I was in college many years ago now, um, I know I took dates here. Uh, my wife and I went on several dates to Applebee's, uh, one of which got crashed by a friend. And he didn't realize that it was a date between Lindsay and myself. Uh, and he just showed up. I was like, hey, guys, Applebee's. I'm here to hang out. And we went and saw the film crash afterwards. So okay. that was a bust of a night. Wow. <laughs> Pretty much. You were like, this should win the Oscar. Well, at the time, actually, I liked the movie when I got were out you of like, it. like, you know what? You know what I learned from this movie? Racism's bad. People are racist. Yeah. How about that? Something I didn't know growing up in the <laughs> South, that people are racist and racism is bad. Um, I have that shoved in my face every day, but at the time it made a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, I'm not going to fault w- anybody for liking crack. Yeah, there, I, I, it's not a movie that's held up well. I think I've tried to watch it once since then, and it was. I wondered why the hell I thought so highly of it. Uh, I think big... it had good actors in it. I mean, oh, Don Cheadle's fantastic. Bill Fickner, um, awesome William actors. Fickner. Um, great performances. Yeah, great performances. But yeah, man, ham-fisted messaging and. Just... I think for me, and this is not a podcast about Crash, but I think for me, when Crash came out, I had already seen Magnolia. I had seen several movies that had already done the like various narratives weaving together into a, a larger story. Um, so that wasn't super new to me, and then the racism stuff was more like 
a hammer than any sort of surgical. It, it was know. like a bazooka. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I really loved the performances. I liked, you know, all those actors that were in it. Um, my buddy Todd hated it from the from jump. He was just like, oh, I can't believe this movie. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, so it was a special day when it actually won. And oh, Todd's and face melted off. Raged. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was a rage machine. Well, that movie aside, uh, this is, as you said, not a podcast about the film Crash. <laughs> We're not here to tell you why the film Crash is great. We're here to tell you why Applebee's is great. And there's only one way we can really do that. And that way is to go eat good in the neighborhood ourselves. If we have to do it, we'll do it. I think it's going to be a good time. Like I said, it's a place that I enjoy. My wife and I will still go there. There's two in L.A. One, which we're going to go to now, is in Chatsworth, uh, the pornography capital of the world. Cool. And another one's in uh, Alhambra, which is a quaint little, nice little downtown area with a movie theater and a lot of other uh, restaurants, more like the locally owned stuff that you're used to seeing in L.A. with an Applebee's right in the dead center of it. And let me tell you what, that place is bumping. That Applebee's? All the time. Oh, huh. yeah. Anytime we've ever gone, it's been at least a 30-minute wait. Wow. And uh, I'll get into the thing, the items that we go for specifically. There's one item in particular that my wife and I uh, will have as a treat from Applebee's. We may have gone there on a uh, on a Valentine's Day after our, our Valentine's Day date ended very quickly because we started very early we like went out at like five or something and got dinner because whatever the place we were actually going to dinner we got (laughs) we we uh the reservation the only i i of course was in charge of it and which meant i was only reserving like the day before two days before (laughs) so everything was used up so we had to go to a five o'clock dinner and then uh went to a movie after that and so by like nine o'clock we were done with everything and we're like let's go to applebee's and get this uh, spoiler alert it's a dessert but we wanted to go get the dessert and let me tell you what that place was packed we went to the one in chat valentine's day it was valentine's day packed with couples like two stuff to the gills people like how old were they falling out the door um mostly an older crowd not a lot of millennials (laughs) there if that's what you're asking they were like they were too busy buying their new skinny jeans (laughs) but there were you know there were a good handful of people in their 30s a lot of people at the bar a lot of lonely people at the bar that night i noticed i thought that if any if you're gonna go drown your sorrows on valentine's day that you have to spend alone what better place than applebee's you're like i don't want to spend a ton of money like yeah, I'm, you don't want to spend a ton of money. That's the whole point. I'm alone. I don't want to spend a bunch of money yeah. on somebody else, nor on myself. It's a place that you really can blend into the crowd. And they also have dollar margaritas, a.k.a. dollaritas. So we, that's a good place to get trashed. Are we bringing coupons? Is Applebee's a coupons place? Oh, I wish. Because I'll be honest with you. I don't know the last time I was at an Applebee's. Yeah. I, I do not frequent Applebee's. You have talked about it a lot in our friendship. But I don't... I did not grow up with Applebee's. Yeah. So I'm excited to... I grew, up, I grew up with it. I we go. I wouldn't say we frequent it. We go probably like at least three times a year, which maybe that is frequenting it for people in Los Angeles. Uh, we went a few months ago, and uh, Lindsay and I did, and got. Um, <laughs> this is a little embarrassing. Well, we uh, it was our cheat day, so we were just going like balls out, and it was a all you can eat riblets and all you can eat chicken fingers and fries for I believe twelve ninety nine a piece. So guess what? Wow. We ordered both. All you could eat chicken fingers and riblets, and we had ourselves a hell of a time. It was a delicious meal. The riblets were a plenty. Riblets being Applebee's signature uh, dish, apparently, as I have come to find out. I know riblets have always been there in the Applebee's lore, but I didn't realize that that was actually like their stated like 
this is our thing. This is our where we plant our flag is in riblets. Uh, before the past couple days, looking into Applebee's stuff, but yeah, it's a place where I yeah I go often as I can. It's a place I can always count on to to be at a certain level. I'm not gonna say it's the greatest food in the world because I mean I've been to really really fancy restaurants out here, it's, and I've been to like you know the places where it's like 150 bucks a plate. Well, um, well, luckily this podcast is called "Here's Why It's Great," not "Here's Why It's the Greatest." Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and uh, yeah, and and it's a place that, like as like you said, I've talked about a lot in our friendship, and uh, so I've talked about so much so that I got a reputation at one point <laughs> in uh, in one of the places I worked with. It was a crew uh, that really laughed at and relished in my love of chain food, and I actually uh, gained the nickname Applebee's Bring. No way. I'm not lying to you. That is I, amazing. I literally just remembered this. When I was like <laughs> writing up all my research about it, I totally forgot about this tidbit. But yeah, um, when I was working on the show, The New Adventures of Old Christine, oh. uh, this is actually before Sebastian and I met. Yeah, I got the I got the nickname Applebee's Bring. And so much so, I loved it and thought it was so funny that for a long time I changed my Facebook name to Applebee's Bring <laughs> wow. uh, for maybe about a year or so. So this is for real. Wow. And uh, also real my uh, another boss, I won't name him because he's um, a jerk. And I don't want to name names, but anyone who knows me knows who I'm talking about. Uh, I worked with him for many years, and he, I think when he learned I liked Applebee's, and not only liked Applebee's, but loved Applebee's, uh-huh. he decided in that moment that he hated me. Because wow. he was kind of a snooty. He judged you upon, uh, yeah, based on he that. Yeah, he kind of hated me. He was kind of snooty, kind of stuck up his own ass. But I think in that moment he said, you know what? That kid, fuck that guy. I don't like him. So That's not right. Uh, you know what? But and much in the same way that show him. Applebee's are going to plant their flag on riblets, I'm going to plant my flag right in the middle of an Applebee's. Um, that's a neighborhood I like to visit. So shall we go visit? Let's go. I'm starving. I am too. Lay off me. I'm starving. Oh, boy. Well... Okay, this is not indicative of the meal we had so much as it's indicative of how much meal we had. <laughs> we just ate uh, at Applebee's in Chatsworth, California, uh, and it was quite a meal. I, uh, it was so much food. Like it, it yeah. was literally, guys. It we, was literally a hundred dollars worth of food. Yeah, we ate a hundred dollars worth of Applebee's. Which, if anyone's been to Applebee's who's listening, they know that goes a very, very long way. I cannot believe that happened. I can because we did it upright. We did it. We did a great job. I'm proud of us. We did a hell of I'm, a job. I'm surprised. At a certain point, I really was concerned for our health, and right. I really was concerned about what was going to happen. I think by the end of it, I'm starting to I'm starting to feel a, bit, a little bit better now because we drove from there to here. Yeah, but certainly when we got the check, well, when we got the check, I was <laughs> devastated by how much money it was. But we had eaten so much food, I felt like I could feel my cholesterol, I could feel my arteries, I could feel the thick blood of mine pumping through my veins, mm-hmm. trying. To actually circulate and failing, uh, we both had uh, massive heart attacks. Yeah, since there. I was. This is this is our own fault though. That is not indicative of the type of food Applebee's has on their menu as a whole. 
Because they do have like a, it's not called Skinny Licious menu. That's at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Is it but, like a fitness or like a healthy? Yeah, or... they just have like a fresh fit menu. They may have actually at one point partnered with Weight Watchers to develop a wow. a lighter menu. I'm not entirely sure about that, but I'm all, almost certain. That's definitely not what we chose from. No, it is not. So, yes, again, we went to the one in Chatsworth, about 20 minutes away from where we're at now. And let's just let's just take you through the whole experience and tell you about things. First of all, decor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was immediately taken once we walked in because growing up, the thing about Applebee's was everyone was exactly the same. Everyone looked the same. It was very much like... The vibe of a, uh, a Cracker Barrel restaurant where it's, you know, no matter where you go in the country, you feel like you're at this one place. Like, I always feel like I'm in Valdosta, Georgia. Like, there's one outside of Vegas, which I go to every time I go to Vegas now. And always, every time I step into that Cracker Barrel, I'm like, holy crap, I am in Georgia right now. Like, <laughs> the waiters and waitresses all feel the same. The look of the place is exactly the same no matter where you go. Applebee's used to be that way with all the, like, chintzy little props and things on the wall. A very, like, shenanigans style <laughs> or uh, what was the name of the place in Office Space? The, that's the flair? Yeah, that's Shenanigans is from uh, Super Troopers, but I can't remember. It's the place with all the goofy shit on the walls. But anyhow, places like that, like a TGI Fridays, a Chili's, yeah. um, even a Ruby Tuesdays to a lesser degree. Ruby Tuesdays, like the fine dining side of this style of restaurant. But yeah, I went in expecting like all this dumb stuff on the walls, and tchotchkes. usually, yeah, tchotchkes on the wall. Oh, is that the name of the place? Tchotchkes. I think it might be. Actually. Yeah, I think it's tchotchkes. So went in, but uh, they had done a refurbishment on the place. It had been a little while since I'd been there, and now it is actually themed for Chatsworth. Like, it had a big, cool logo that said Chatsworth on one of the walls. It had sort of, like, very sort of, like, uh, nondescript, sort of, like, very neutral art, like, art prints on the wall. Not necessarily, like, flowers, but just, like, sort of geometric shapes in various muted colors. It it all felt very modernized. Yeah, very modernized. And even the Chatsworth um, artwork that was on the wall, it was, like, a map. And then Chatsworth, Chatsworth over it. It was just all very look. Felt much more modern. Yeah, I. It felt like it was trying to be hip. Yeah, and I didn't grow up with Applebee's. As I said, I, I did not go there often. But we had a Chili's nearby, and I always kind of equate all those things as yeah, being all basically the same, more thing. or less. Chili's, TJ Fridays, and, and Applebee's. So I was also like, oh wow, they really like. This is not what I was expecting when yeah. I, when you said we were going to Applebee's. I mean, it still has it still has the shape and the general vibe of an Applebee's. A lot of wood, yes. like a lot of like dark wood, and the tables are all the same, and the booths are all that sort of like green and red, like muted color. So it didn't completely feel like it like no other Applebee's, but it, it was taken by the fact that it did actually say Chatsworth it was trying to be part of the community and I think that's actually comes from a uh, development that they had two or three years ago where they were refurbing uh, not only the menu but a lot of these restaurants to help incorporate some of the local flavors kind of incorporate local decoration I think this is very different from Applebee's because I think I said before the whole thing about the place is like no matter where you go it's the same right and that was something that I always liked about Applebee's you could go to the one in uh, Times Square in New York or the one in Valdosta or the one in Chatsworth and you're getting the same meal each time. Yeah. And you know what to expect going in. Exactly. Which it is why like I th- home. Exactly. Which is why I think a lot of people actually like it. Like people going, I understand why there is one in the middle of New York City, a place with a billion restaurants 
and somebody who's a tourist from Kansas or something may not know uh, your, you know, local pizza place, uh, but they'll, hell, they're, they're going to go to an Applebee's and they'll know what they're going to get. Isn't there one in Times Square? Or well, yeah, something? that's what I just said, in, Times Square. Oh, you said New York. But oh, I sorry, I meant, uh, thought I said Times Square. But yes, there's one in the middle of Times Square. I have been to that Applebee's. Uh, my wife and her best friend, we all put in, we somehow, each three put in for the lottery for the Aladdin show. Uh, on Broadway, and uh, we somehow won tickets for all three of us. We expected, maybe, hoped that le- at least one of us would win, but we all three got in, uh, and we had like an hour or two. Uh, actually, I didn't win. Lindsay and Jonathan won. Uh, I was the sole non-winner of oh, our group, man. but you could get two tickets. What a mooch. You could get two tickets per, so. And Aladdin is like your favorite Disney movie. Oh, it's my favorite Disney movie, so I was pretty stoked. I was, I was kind of looking forward to it. To see the differences between the Broadway version and the version at Disney's California Adventure at the Hyperion Theater, uh, which is a fantastic show. And I feel like it's actually superior to the Broadway version. Wow. Yeah. The effects are more spellbinding. The sets are extravagant and exquisite. Uh, the genie can be a little bit more over the top. He looks more like your traditional blue genie, Robin Williams style genie uh-huh. um, in the California Adventure show. And it also has more puppets. There's an Iago puppet that's amazing. Actually, I think the Iago, there's an Iago puppet in um, in the other version. Uh, also, the one at the end of the Broadway show, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't have a giant snake. Doesn't have Jafar turn into a giant snake, which always impressed me at the <laughs> end of the uh, California Adventure show. So I'm going to say it's better. Here's why it's great. Here's why that's great. Oh, man, I could talk about that show, why that show's great. And then they've since replaced it with Frozen. We all know my feelings on Frozen. And just the show is like... Mostly screens, so all the cool shit that happens oh, is all just no. like and videos have, happening behind. And we have problems with screens. Oh yeah, we sure do. Yeah, that was the thing about the Aladdin show. It was all tactile. It was all real, like sets. Like the <sighs> Cave of Wonder set was amazing. Millennials. And millennials, right? And they're stupid screens. Yeah. But um, that which, being said, which is actually something that I <laughs> we were talking about. Uh, on our way to TGI Fridays, where we're always like, oh, millennials, but we are actually millennials. Yeah, technically. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're on the edge. We're on the cusp. We're on the cusp of being millennials. And we're old but... souls. Yeah, And we're so... almost old men. <laughs> I feel like we sort of are old men. I feel like we are honorary Gen Xers, uh, even though we're a little bit too young to yeah. officially be Gen Xers. And I do... Th- but that's what we're like. I know technically there isn't a generation between the two, but I feel like I've heard like Generation Y or well, MTV a- Generation or something like that is in between Millennials and Generation X, and that's what we are. There's like Just a, me and um, you, bro. That's just us. There is like a... There was an article about... There's like a gap of X number of years... Um, between those two generations where it's like a micro-generation or something. Yeah. But, I mean, also, you're just influenced by what's around you, and, and the, you are influenced by the time, so there's something to generations, but it's also like you can't judge an entire generation based on a few things that people say a generation is. Yeah, like. this is true. But also, uh, the whole generational concept is going to have to adjust be- because our society moves at a lightning pace now. Yeah. Things are changing so rapidly. And basically since, I mean... So just, 2018 is a different generation from 2017. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I mean, think about it. Since like we were, I was like 14 or 15 when the internet really like hit. Yeah. Uh, when you could get <laughs> nudie pictures of Jenny McCarthy easily on the internet. That's That was the moment where I was like, this is something that's great. Um, <laughs> but it was still dial up. So you're still, still waiting a really long time. Oh man. I was like... Down to the wire in the my parents' office. Mom, sorry, I know you listen to the show. In my parents' office, me and my best friend downloading a Jenny McCarthy picture 
off the internet. It took probably like 45 minutes, and we're like checking the clock, and we knew my mom would be home by like 6.15. She got off work at 6, and it was just like sweating. And then it's like we couldn't just download it and leave it on there. So you we guys had were to, together downloading this? Yeah, we were just sitting there waiting for it. Um, and, you know, you know how it would download from the top down? It would just yeah. like blip like a little bit at a time. So, you know, we were waiting for that. And then like on top of that, we had to print it. So we could have a right. record of it, right. and this crappy black and white printer, was probably white. laser printer, maybe if we were lucky. I don't know. It may have been a dot matrix printer. An and, inkjet. And wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was it. Inkjet. And, yeah, man, just like the, like, uh, we were against the clock on that thing, trying to print There's that out. There's somebody trying to distract your mom while you're still printing. Basically, I think I did have to, like, run out into the kitchen and be like, hey, mom, how's it going? And she was probably like, why is John Nothing. coming up to me? And, yeah, basically, like, it was like a Mission Impossible movie. We got it, like, right down to the wire, pulled it out of the printer, closed it down, and shut the door to the office, and she was none the wiser. Until now. <laughs> but anyhow, I'm just saying, the point being, that was the moment where I realized the internet was awesome. And um, that that is uh, you know, the beginning of a, of a new generation. Like, the internet generation is, like, a thing. I mean, yeah. the internet has changed the way people think, the way people operate. and Absolutely. Where they so, consume. And... So are we millennials? Maybe. But, I don't know. Are, we've lived enough of our life before the internet became such a omnipresent thing that i think that we've been before and after i think that's why we've got one leg in each in a way but that we're has men of two worlds no we, we are a unique perspective yeah my unique perspective is that applebee's is awesome <laughs> why uh, is it great so yeah here's why it's great guys uh so we went in um we went in around one o'clock this afternoon and it feels like a lifetime ago. it really does uh it's getting dark outside the sun is setting <laughs> we had quite a meal we walked in yeah i took note of the decorations first it was very slow. I was actually surprised because on the way oh, yeah, there, there was nobody there. It was dead. I was shocked. Our uh, our waitress Amanda was also our hostess. <laughs> she just kind of right. like nobody was at the hostess the host stand when we got there, and she sort of just like stumbled up out of the back to seat us, and um, she, very like workmanlike as I as I put it, very yeah. workmanlike. No frills. Server, no frills, no fuss, no muss, just like got us our stuff. Very on top of everything. Anytime we needed napkins or mustard Thanks, or Amanda. whatever, Amanda was on top of it. So kudos to you, Amanda, even if you didn't laugh at my bad jokes, because as my wife will know and tell you, I'm real bad about dad jokes when, I, <laughs> when, I, when I'm in a server situation. And obviously this was an extra funny situation because we were ordering so much food oh my that I all I wanted her to do was ask what the hell we were doing and why we were ordering <laughs> so much food. You know what? Amanda never asked. She's She has like the don't ask, don't tell policy yeah, she apparently. Was, she was like, that's not going to help me get a tip. Yeah. Like, what does it matter? I, I tipped her very well though. I, I'm sure you did as well. I did okay. She did. She walked away happy. I, did. I would like to. It automatically get, does it for like twenty percent. So yeah. I was like, eh, I'm not gonna change. Yeah, it. I actually bumped it up to twenty two percent. Oh, this guy. Yeah, look at I'm me. Money, money bags like, bring over here. I was here. like, I'm already spending <laughs> way more money. I know. Sure, I'll tip twenty percent. Have fun, Amanda. So we walked in super dead. So we got our table immediately. Um, a comfy little booth and we proceeded to order well we figured you know we can't just order like one thing like i know what i personally like to order here uh which we will get into i couldn't just do that sure we did order that but we had to like get a mixture of things so we ordered all the food (laughs) we ordered basically every like signature besides the salad which we were like "Uh, who's gonna order an applebee's (laughs) salad we got basically all of their signature dishes all four of them and we got i think it was important to us it was important to me, because I would normally just walk into any of these places and get chicken tenders and fries. That's right. just what I would normally do. But because we were doing this for the podcast, 
John started looking at a couple of signature dishes and we decided, yeah, we should do, like if we're going to really talk about Applebee's, we should get their signature dishes yeah. and we should get several of them so that we can accurately judge. Yeah, and tell you exactly why it's great and not just a general idea of why it's great, but we can say with, you know, specificity. Cert- yeah, exactly. Uh, we can definitively say what meals are great, which ones are avoidable because, and that's going to happen at any restaurant unless yeah. you're like a three Michelin star restaurant, like... I mean, I went to Maud, Curtis Stone's restaurant, and I had a couple of dishes there. It's a 12-course meal. It was no Applebee's. Um, it was it was apple. It was, uh, it was delicious. But there were like one or two dishes where I was like, man, I could take or leave that. It's not the best thing I've ever had. Yeah. And that was, that was I spent like, we spent like 150 bucks a person on that meal. So anyhow, just saying that not every restaurant's going to have every meal be perfect. So don't, don't mistake this me saying, here's why it's great, as saying that everything Applebee's touches is gold. That's not the case. That's impossible for any restaurant. Certainly one as diversified as this one is in terms of menu offerings. Yeah, it's called Here's Why It's Great, not Here's Why It's Perfect. Exactly. So we've sort of covered that. But before we can get into the entrees, what else are we going to do? we got to have some appetizers oh, to yeah. wet our appetites, to wet our, our palates, to wet our whistles. Even when the appetizer came out, I thought... Oh my God! What are we in for? You actually said that. <laughs> you said, "What have we done?" <laughs> um, we're gonna put pictures of. Uh, we actually forgot to take a picture, a good photo of all of our main entrees because we just dug in. Yeah. But we got a couple of pictures of our app platter. We got pictures of desserts because oh yes, there are desserts. Uh, we'll post those on the social media. But um, we just did the sampler platter. We could have built our own platter. They had an option where you could do that. but Which is great. That's pretty nice. You could build your own platter if yeah. you want. But they had a very nice platter already established. Yeah, a sampler platter. It had mozzarella cheese sticks. It had uh, chicken quesadilla. It had uh, boneless uh, barbecue wings. And it had oh, – you could get uh, buffalo wings, but we chose barbecue. And then mm-hmm. it had spe- uh, spinach artichoke dip. Yeah. And did it have anything else? Am I forgetting anything? No, I think that's just it. just the chips that came with the dip. So, gotta love a good mozzarella cheese stick, right? Yeah, and marinara sauce. And marinara sauce. Star of the show. Easy. And I mean, like, these could have been microwavable. They could have just been, like, tossed in the fryer for, like, two seconds and warmed up. I don't even much care. It was delicious. (laughs) Those those mozzarella sticks were awesome. Yeah. Like, with the marinara sauce, it was just, mwah, delightful. It's like, this is what we come to for Applebee's. We come for, like, bar food. Yeah. Not exactly elevated. There was nothing elevated about it, but it was just good, solid just good American food. bar food. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is that neither one of us, I think, are particularly food snobs or, like, no. restaurant snobs. Uh, clearly. Like, clearly, if you're one of your favorite restaurants is Applebee's. But I feel this. I feel that way. I went to Chili's a ton when I was growing up, and um, I'd go there for a good chicken tenders and, and fries. So, yeah, neither of us are like, well, where's the sushi? But where's the whatever? It was just like, yeah, this is what you expect when you go to Applebee's. Mm-hmm. It's some mozzarella sticks. Yeah, some and some boneless, boneless chicken, chicken wings and some chips and dip. And the, it didn't disappoint. Yeah, my uh, quesadilla was good. My first, The quesadilla was just four little bites, and it was actually a really nice portion. It wasn't too much quesadilla because when we ordered it, I was, I was fretting over whether there would be too much quesadilla to eat. Mm. Luckily, it was very small. Probably like a taco-sized tortilla turned into a quesadilla. Yeah. Uh, my first bite was a little tomato-heavy, and I'm not a big tomato guy, so I didn't love that. Second bite, however, had a lot of onions in it, and I'm not usually an onion guy, but it was quite tasty. I thought the quesadilla was fine. Well, come on. Give, give me a little bit more some, something. I mean, put a little bit of that ranch on there. Just take a little bite. Let the juices of the chicken and the cheese just coalesce in your mouth. Mm. 
Yummy. That all sounded really horrible, what you just described. No, 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 no. Uh, coalescing of juices. I The case of the year was was fine. Like, it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. But, I mean, how you can't go too wrong with a chicken case of the year. It paled in comparison to the mozzarella sticks and to right. the boneless uh, chicken. Yeah, boneless chicken wings, very tasty. They were really good. Really nice, sweet barbecue sauce. Their finger looking good. Uh, I just, you know, nothing to say about them other than just solid... Boneless wings. They were very tasty. I'll never turn down a good wingy, so I'm bring not those super, on. I'm not somebody who's usually into uh, chicken wings or whatever, but the taste on these was really, really good. Yeah. And I think next to, I think the sampler platter actually worked really well. I'm glad to have shared it, but I think the tastes all worked really well because the quesadilla was just sort of like more bland and the... Um, mozzarella sticks while they were very good like it's not a huge amount of flavor it's just yeah it's just the yummy creaminess of the mozzarella it's just good and then there was a lot of flavor with the boneless chicken wings so it was it was a nice sampler platter to get things started yeah before we were to dive into the bigger meals i'll say this we got three different forms of barbecue sauce one uh on our boneless wings and then a couple of the entrees had different types of barbecue sauces Applebee's has got it going on with these barbecue sauces. Yeah, like, for, yeah sure. for three different varieties, all in the like honey barbecue sort of territory. But one was a little bit spicier. This one was just sort of like your middle of the road, and then one was a little bit sweeter. But they were all hella good. They were delicious. And we had a spinach artichoke dip with it. Neither Sebastian nor myself is a big into spinach artichoke dip. Yeah, I like it fine. Uh, we only kind of just tested the waters just because we felt we had to, because after all, we're journalists. Yes. We're doing this. We have integrity. Yeah, we have. We had to have journalistic integrity, much much like when I bought it or I bit into the quesadilla and I had tomatoes. I do not like tomatoes, but I finished that bite of quesadilla Good because for you. I'm a journalist. Yes. I had to do it right. Yes. My four years, well, let's, the four years of being generous, at Valdosta State University, getting a Bachelor of the Fine Arts degree yes. it was not going to go to waste. It's not in journalism, but still, that degree is not going to go to waste. That TV and film production degree. Well, it's the fine arts. Yeah, yeah, it's a fine the, art. So the fine art of... The culinary fine yeah, arts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you... you, you I picking, tried. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, chips and dip, fine. They were fine. actually yeah, not I think very flavorful, I will say. The chips were not at all. The chips were yeah. not flavorful at all. And the dip... The reason I thought it was okay was because it also had basically no flavor. Yeah. Uh, as John said, we're neither of us are really fans of spinach dip, so I I did feel like oh I can't really judge this because I don't like it anyway. Yeah. But I tried it just because we were there and we're journalists. Yeah. And it was like oh well actually it doesn't taste like anything. I did dig in there and got a good bite with like some artichoke flavor, some spinach flavor, and it oh, was quite good. Maybe you dug a little deeper. Yeah, I did dig a little bit deeper. I think we sort of like you sort of like tenderly dipped. Your yeah. chip into the side of the I thing. I felt like it was just something I had to do. Yeah. So you kind of got more of the base sauce, uh, which was not the best. And I then... tried to grab some spinach. I will say that. Yeah, you did. I did try and grab some spinach. Good job. And it tasted like nothing. Like spinach. I mean, it was it was. I mean, fine. I guess spinach doesn't taste that strong. Actually. But that was the only thing that we sort of left on that plate was the spinach artichoke chip. Uh, speaking of things left on the plate, uh, as we said at the time, the celery, four out of five stars. Oh, yes. That was not left on the plate. We both we ate <laughs> yeah, all the celery. That was the only thing left that we haven't covered yet was the celery. Oh, okay, yes. Quite there was good. no celery left on the plate because we devoured it because it was celery and yeah. it was fine. Because we had to have something green We had in to our have bodies. those greens. Everything else was pretty much beige. Which celery is like just 
water. Yeah, more or less. But so uh, I love it was a oh this is something I'll say about celery. <laughs> I can't, are we really are, are we really doing a review of celery right the now? The crunch. It was crisp. And sometimes you'll get celery, particularly if it's on a plate with a bunch of other warm food, and the celery is like warm and floppy. A nice cool respite. Yeah. From the uh the other foods. I was like, ah, that's sweet celery. Oh, great. I'm ready to take on more food. Yes, it definitely cleared and our palates. Oh boy, did we ever. So soon after our entrees would arrive. Yes. Four entrees, to be precise. And we're going to go through them one by one. Well, they came two at a time. They so. came two at a time, but we waited until all four were out. They, they were pretty much back to back. We waited until had, we had all four, and we took them on one at a time just to really feel like we got the most out of each yeah. one. So the first being the Applebee's signature meal, which I mentioned before. The riblets platter. Oh, yes. And we opted for the Texas barbecue, which is spicier. Yeah. And by spicier, a... we mean the tiniest, tiniest bit of spice you could possibly imagine. I forgot that it was supposed to be spicy, to be honest yeah. with you. And uh, on the menu, it says... I think uh, it just says it has a kick. It's a, Yeah, it says spicy, though. It says spicy. Oh, it does? Yeah, it actually says spicy. Well, it has a kick. I'm a huge wimp when it comes to spice, and I did not feel anything. Yeah, there was no spice. It was very good, though. It was tasty, yeah. I, I like the riblets a lot. I don't understand where riblets come from, because they are just, like, little, tiny, like, almost discs, like, squarish discs of rib meat, of, of bone, surrounded by meat, and I'm like, where's this coming from? Piglet. Like, piglet, like, from Winnie the Pooh? Yep. Oh, shit. Well, piglets, riblets. <laughs> well, well, piglet thing. Your sacrifice was not in vain. You were delicious. Oh bother! Oh bother! I guess I'm gonna die for John and Sebastian to have a few bites of my rib meat. But um, no, they're like weird little, yeah, weird shaped bones. But they're still surrounded by meat, so it's not like you take a full size rib and cut it down. They're also very like thin, like slim, yeah, uh, bone. So uh, it's weird. I don't know where they come from. But they sure are good. It was really delicious. I'm not a big fan of ribs or riblets, period, because they're very messy. And I just don't like gnawing on the bones. A lot of people in my family really love them. But they're just not really my thing. Like yeah. some people love ribs and want to go get barbecue and stuff. And I that just hasn't really been my thing. But these were really, really tasty. Um, they are still annoying because you have to get the meat off of the ribs. Yeah. But the meat itself and the flavor of it all, the sauce and all that stuff... I thought it was delicious. I was actually surprised by how much I liked them. Oh, yeah. Really good char on the meat. Uh, yeah. You could definitely taste that, uh, unlike maybe some stuff at an Applebee's, like it's not like pre-made, so it feels like they actually threw those onto a grill with a nice hot heat, got some good char in there. The sauce is really tasty. Um, oh, not... it comes with fries. The fries were delicious comes with fries well. and coleslaw, which I regretfully will say we did not try the coleslaw. I'm not a fan of coleslaw, but I should have I... done it for, for our journalistic... For journalistic integrity, but I just... We moved on from the ribs, and I just made, I made a note to myself to go back and try the coleslaw, but I just... Among everything else, we had a, a plethora of choices before us, so it was hard to... to circle yeah. back around yeah. so i feel bad i feel like we've maybe we'll have to do a mini episode of just, just applebee's coleslaw. coleslaw just so we could like really cover everything but I'm, I'm so used to just ignoring coleslaw when i see it that i didn't even realize it was on that plate i will say the coleslaw looked like a more of a mayonnaise based 
uh, coleslaw. It didn't look super wet. So you're doing a visual review. Yeah, I'm going to do a visual review. It didn't okay. look super wet. So sometimes a, a not super wet mayonnaise coleslaw will not be the best. It just tastes like you're eating cabbage and mm-hmm. uh, whatever else goes into whatever those carrots or whatever that you put into coleslaw. So I'm going to say that because um, I feel like a vinegar-based coleslaw, a little goes a long way with the vinegar in terms of flavor. So you can actually not have that be quite so wet. But <laughs> this one looked like a pretty fairly dry, so maybe not the most flavorful thing mm-hmm. to eat on the plate. So I and apologize. I'm... I didn't. I will cop to it. I will go to journalism jail once this podcast is done. Thickness. I, I will do my, I will do better next time. That is my hey, be solemn better. oath to you. Be best. So yeah, so basically just, yeah, it came with a, a healthy portion of fries. Yeah. And let me just say, fries at Applebee's are delicious. Yeah, they were great. They know fries. Very crispy. And they put like a very healthy portion of salt and pepper on them. And actually the pepper, I think, is what sort of like takes it over the edge. Yeah. It's really yummy. The fries are, yeah, perfect fries. Delish. Delightful. Uh, so... The lovely. The lovely. So, yeah, rib, riblets. Riblets were good. Thumbs up, man. Thumbs up, 100%. Hell yeah. Next, we move on to what is my favorite dish. The thing that always keeps me coming back to Applebee's, the quesadilla burger. I had never had this before. You had spoken highly of it. It's a rather, no, rather novel idea. Yeah, I was like, actually, when you were describing it to me on the way over, I was like, uh, it can go either way. I don't know if this is going to work for me, a quesadilla and a burger put together. But I will say. I'm on t- the team. You You're know? on Team Quesadilla Yeah, burger. I was just, I, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm drooling now thinking about it. But it was really freaking good. Yeah. Um, right? You said you order it pretty much every time you go. I will order it from now on when I go. And I, as I sat there and ate it, I was like, of course it works. Mexican? American? What else could you want? I know. It's like my life. I mean, like, honestly, the state of our nation right now could use more of the quesadilla burger yes. and show that American, Mexicans, you know, it doesn't have to be like the separation between us. It doesn't have to be a divide. We can work together beautifully and make something scrumptious together. Celebrating cultures, bringing cultures together. I, it was beautiful and tasty. Yeah, Thumbs it up. was real good, real good. I mean, like, we are burger guys. We are sure. burger-loving dudes. And yeah, this did not disappoint. The uh, the bur- it's it's a burger patty with lettuce, bacon, a, a a I believe cheddar or Colby Jack cheese, and a Mexi ranch sauce, which is a very zesty, ranchy sauce mm. uh, with a tortilla shell uh, grilled. Yeah, it's really really good together. It's the the zest of the Mexi ranch is really what takes it over the edge. And the pro tip is to order extra yeah. to pour a little bit on your burger uh, because they tend to I think because of the way they cook it they tend to not put a ton on there because I think it would get a little gross if it's cooked up too long. Yeah, uh, it's, it's sort of like man putting mayonnaise on something that's getting pressed a panini press or whatever. So I say put a little bit extra of that zesty ranch on there. It's creamy. It's the burger is usually cooked pretty well. Um, it's just good. It's just the it was really good. The tortilla has enough of a crunch to give you that sort of textural element to it. It's yummy, and the bacon, as far as I know, is new. It was great. I'm glad that there was bacon on there. Yeah, and I'm glad that you ordered the extra sauce because we did both end up adding that extra sauce. We to did. Our, yeah, 
to our burger. But it was good before we even added it. It was still tasty. Oh, yeah, it was and still good. And actually, the bacon was, just... was what made it over-the-top tasty because that just, like, that little kick of the, the yeah. savoriness of that Salty, bacon, the yeah. saltiness, just really, like, punched through all the flavors and tied everything together beautifully. Yeah, well done. Our compliments to the chef. Yeah, indeed. And, again, that's what keeps me going back to Applebee's. I mean, that's something that I've ordered for years now. My wife was the first person to encourage me to try it. She and her best friend used to share it all the time. Uh, back in high school, and she said, "No, you got to try this quesadilla burger." And I whined about it. And oh, typically it actually comes with a pico de gallo on it too, which we got it off because yeah, we're not, again not big tomato guys. Yeah. So I think that if you are into tomatoes and onions, that would actually like kick it up even further. Just really make it like the flavors just pop. Yeah, you know, because especially the onions would probably be really tasty in that. Um, but yeah, uh, Lindsay told me to order it, and I have not gone back since. Uh, we will actually be covering the meal that I used to get once upon a time uh, that's changed quite a bit since my day, since my heyday at Applebee's. But uh, the quesadilla burger, five out of five stars, man. Absolutely. I'm a believer. Delicious. Delicious. Oh, and again, a healthy portion of French fries, oh, which yeah. I kept returning to throughout the meal, even though as I was feeling sickly full... And I knew we had desserts on the way. I still kept going back to those fries. I could not stop going back to those fries. I mean, I'm a fry guy anyway, but those fries were really good. And I am sure this worked. I kept using the fries as a palate cleanser for the next thing. Yep. Got to get those carbs in there. Probably should have done water instead of fries as a palate cleanser since the fries had flavor. Next time. Yeah. Next time. You live and you learn. And the next thing we had is the four cheese mac and cheese with honey, pepper, chicken, tenders honey pepper chicken tender i thought there was like a bourbon in there somewhere like but you know what no. You're, you know what i i You're believe wrong. you i'm wrong i'm um, literally looking at the menu yeah um, and i'm looking at the menu too there's a breadstick on that bowl that we did not get you are right we should go back and talk to amanda and say listen you'll remember us because we were the two dudes that ate tons of food <laughs> yeah where's our breadstick and also could you bring back our discarded coleslaw so i can try it and accurately report on it. So this was where the, was our breadstick? Yeah, I'm kind Had of I upset seen this now. image beforehand. I probably did. Yeah, there, was, there wasn't. I, no, I don't think there was a picture on the menu at the actual restaurant. Uh, they do have like we did it all old school because we're not millennials. Uh, <laughs> we did it all through Amanda, our our host, our waitress slash hostess. And uh, but they do have those little devices on there where they're touch screens where you can either play games or play trivia or whatever. Yeah. But you could also completely basically order your meal and not have to interact with anybody yeah. if you want. It's... I do love those screens because I usually don't like interacting with anybody ever. And also, but who it... are you going to tell dad jokes to if if not your waiter or waitress? You, the dad jokes are mainly your thing. Oh. Really? I thought everybody did that. Um, I thought everybody was super annoying to servers (laughs) who were just trying to get through the day. She's like, uh, what are you going to order, man? Um, No, but I do like those screens, not just for the antisocial nature of them, but also because they make paying very easy. Oh, yeah. The paying thing was very easy. Great process. Got no complaints. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Actually, no, because it didn't print our receipt, which I was upset about. Uh, so that was a waste of our GD time. Yeah, so we uh, still had to talk to Amanda. It was very nice. Amanda was nice. Very accommodating. Very so. accommodating. But oh. yes, this four cheese mac and cheese. So as we said, we wanted to get all signature dishes, and this is a signature dish. Mm-hmm. I'm, I like mac and cheese well enough, but the only reason I wanted to get this one was because it's a signature dish, 
and because it has chicken tenders and I wasn't able to just walk in and get chicken tenders and fries. So here was a way of actually being able to get them chicken tendies. Yeah, you gotta get them chicken tendies, brother. Now, I am a big mac and cheese person. I love mac and cheese, but I will recognize that mac and cheese is something can kind of go either way at a restaurant. Not just Applebee's, but I'm talking anywhere. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, some people prefer their mac and cheese a little bit lighter on the cheese. They prefer their mac and cheese a little bit uh, with a more saucy sauce rather than sticky together. Like I was telling Sebastian on the way back here, I should not have been talking about food after this meal, but uh, Wood Ranch Barbecue has my favorite mac and cheese. It's very sticky. Just, uh, what are they called? Elbow noodles. Sticky together not running at all, and just very cheesy, very distinct cheesy flavor. These were more like spiral noodles. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, have you ever seen a duck's penis? I have not, thank you. Uh, I'm glad you haven't, because I have, and those spiral noodles kind of look like a duck dick. Wow. Yeah, I'll show you a picture later. It's weird. I believe you. Okay, you're just going to have to take my word on that. Yeah. Sorry to bring that up, but it's horrifying. I'm glad you brought it up after instead of before. There are several things that I kept to myself during this meal. Yeah, so they had this like spirally noodle. Uh, The the cheese was a little bit on the more runny side, and they say it's four cheese. I didn't necessarily... I didn't taste I didn't a taste, cheese. I didn't taste a cheese. Let alone four cheeses. Let alone four cheeses to necessitate <laughs> a rack. So the mac and cheese itself was a little on the fail side. It did come with bacon chopped up on top. Uh, but the bacon, unlike the bacon in the quesadilla burger, did not add a lot of flavor to this. I think it was sort of just overtaken by the uh, non-sauce, I guess, or... I don't know. Maybe the bacon wasn't crispy enough, or I think the bacon wasn't crispy enough. Um, there was a little bit of flavor, but you pointed out while we were there that it was a little bit rubbery. It was a little bit rubbery. The mac and cheese was for me a huge disappointment for all the reasons that you said. Did not taste like anything, and I you pointed out different people like their mac and cheese different ways. But this I just felt like it had no flavor. It was just like chicken on top of pasta. Yeah, and a, a pasta with no sauce. With no sauce, and the. I expected, especially since there's four cheeses, I expected there to be visible cheese and cheese that you could taste. And I felt like we were given neither of those things. Yeah, we were bamboozled a little bit. And, you know, that doesn't that doesn't help build our case for why Applebee's is great. But what was great about that dish... Oh, for sure. I know exactly. ...is the chicken. Damn, Gina. That, that chicken was delicious. And whether it was honey bourbon or honey peppered, whatever it was... It tasted awesome. Man, I, it was damn good. I forced myself to share those chicken tenders because I wanted to just gobble them all up yeah. right there. And you were very kind. You even like laughed, left the last piece for me to have because I think because mm-hmm. you're a gentleman. Yeah. Uh, delicious, delicious, delicious. That was really good. Um, the flavor of the chicken. Yeah, again, it was. this is the thing that was on the sweeter side of the barbecue spectrum that we had of which was we covered yeah. all of our bases of barbecue <laughs> sauce. Um, this was sweeter, just very light. Yes, Usually the honey, light. like I feel like a super sweet honey barbecue can seem a little gooey or gummy, but this is just like a light glaze on this chicken. The tender itself was still pretty crispy yeah. and tender on the inside. That's a great point. Sometimes that kind of stuff can be really gooey, and this was not at all. This, yeah. was, this was really well done. It, it kind of like salvaged the whole dish, I would say. Yeah. like. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, Applebee's knows what they know their way around a fryer. Yes, and and they obviously know their way around a sweet barbecue sauce because that shit was delicious. So that sort of like salvaged that dish. Maybe a piece of bread on the side would have also helped salvage the dish. Yeah. But we were cheated. That's and... something that uh, we can't 
you know, praise Applebee's for. I, was, I hope shorting us. Herbert R. Applebee hears this podcast, you know, the creator of Applebee's. Yeah, he's probably listening. Herbert. He, he's, Herb. That is Herbie. not the name of the person. The actual name of the person are Bill and TJ Palmer uh, from Decatur, Georgia. Which That's I actually, not as fun. I actually did not know that this place originated four hours from my hometown. That makes sense to me. No, it does make sense. It's like very on brand for Georgia for Applebee's to start. I think they're out of like Kansas City uh, right now, Kansas City, Missouri. But yeah, started in Georgia and uh, has gone on to be the one of the biggest chain restaurants in the world. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no beating McDonald's or even Starbucks. Those are the other. Those are the two largest right now. McDonald's has like forty thousand stores across the world. Wow. Applebee's has about two thousand. <laughs> two stores. No, no, not two stores. They are actually closing at a somewhat alarming rate. Back to the millennials, and back to I mean, this lunch was just dead. There was nobody. There. I think though, by the time we were leaving, more people were starting to show up. Yeah, a couple. Which it, is weird. But I, know, I guess it's like we, an we're early leaving dinner at like two thirty. Yeah, it must be. Like the uh, yeah senior citizen group who goes to bed by five o'clock. There's a little a couple of older gentlemen yeah. strolling in, and yeah, when I say it started filling up, I mean two more people walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's an 100 percent increase from how many people were there when we got there. There are a couple of lonely people at the bar just hanging out by themselves. Yeah, I think there was uh, one lady kind of teary eyed at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a guy walked into the bar, and Amanda had more conversation with him in the 30 seconds it took us to walk from our table to out the door. Uh, had more conversation with him than she did in the like hour and a half that we were there. She was like, these guys are too busy just shoveling food in their faces. Yeah. Well, why am I going to bother them? I think, I, I think she could tell by my attitude, my like so the, the mischievous glint in my eye that we were up to something with this. And she probably just wanted to stay as neutral as possible right. to not give us anything. She was probably like, these are a couple of podcasters or bloggers or something. Right. Uh, a couple of jerks who are going to talk shit about Applebee's. But little did Amanda know, we're here to tell you why it's great. And to continue with that, well, let's let's move on from the mac and cheese, which unfortunately yeah. was a little disappointing. But we're getting into your what was your what favorite. Was, yeah, I'm, I hate to say it, it did get worse before it got better. We went into the Fiesta Lime Chicken. Which FKA, sounds great. Yeah, FKA the tequila lime chicken. Sounds even better. Yeah. Yeah, this is my meal. Going back to when I was in high school, I would get this. Uh, I feel like that's when it was introduced into the menu, probably in the mid-90s. It was a piece of chicken with like a zesty sort of sauce on the top, uh, some melted cheese on there, some pico de gallo. Obviously, I would get that on the side with um, a uh, a couple of lime wedges, mm. and uh, I forget what all the sides were, but I think it used to be beans and rice. Now it's just a pile of rice. Beans and rice makes more sense. Yeah, it, it, like this dish, I will admit, like that's the reason I quit ordering it is because the quality of it kind of went down and down, and uh. they kept changing, slightly altering the order. It used to come on the chicken would come on a bed of like multicolored tortilla strips, which is just really fun and festive, and now it just comes on a bland like just regular tortilla strips with no color to them which is just not fun because the whole dish between the rice which is kind of brownish to the chicken it's like all just beige when that dish came out i could not have thought of anything less appetizing on the table like there was all these dishes on the table and then that one came out and i was just like that doesn't even look good yeah like even the mac and cheese looked amazing like yeah. visually it was very appealing uh but yeah the tequila or the fiesta lime chicken yeah, it was sort of. I was I was even taken aback because at first I didn't even see the little lime wedge that came with it. Which yeah. now they give you like one little baby lime wedge <laughs> nestled you had between to find your. It. Yeah, I had to like hunt for it, and 
Yeah, so it was just not what it used to be. Not not I, the and I sort of talked it up to Sebastian. Yeah, well, I felt more bad for you because you had you had talked it up a lot and it looked not great. And then when we ate it, it was not although you had made it out to be and i was just like oh bummer but i felt bad for you because i could actually see the disappointment on your face as you ate it where it was like this is not what i remember yeah yeah because it's probably been like five or so years since i've had it um again i don't go to applebee's that often so i pretty much just stick to the quesadilla burger or that one time where we got the infinite ribs and chicken tenders which was the best meal i've had at applebee's (laughs) in a long time fries and chicken tenders shit all different barbecue sauces. <laughs> the chicken was not tasty. The chicken like, was nothing. There was no lime taste. There was like this very slightest lime taste. Yeah. If you really dug in. It's basically the same sauce, the Mexi Ranch sauce from the burger, yeah. which was delicious on the burger, slathered over some chicken, some kind of flavorless chicken, and then cheese melted on top. And it just is not a good mix. It is not appetizing to look at, and no. it is not good to eat. Like no. And I was hoping that because I did like the sauce on the previous dish that I was like, oh, this will be good. And I like cheese. Like, it's all things I like, chicken, cheese, that sauce. But together, they just weren't good. It was not prepared with love. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just douse it with lime juice because I love lime. I love anything lime flavored. And it was like better, but it was just because I doused it in lime and I was just tasting lime. Still, the chicken was not great. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to find what's great about this dish. Maybe the rice will be great. And so I dug into the rice, no. and the rice was bland. Yeah. It was like not even – there was no flavor to the rice. I took two bites, and I was like, oh, no. I'm Unfortunately, I feel like this is like the epitome of the kind of meal that most people maybe associate with Applebee's. Like a sort of just half-assed, trying to be like uh, – just uh, – just like a half-assed meal in yeah. general. Just trying to be something that they can't quite achieve. Trying to kind of reach for the, the brass ring of flavors and missing it by a mile, yeah. unfortunately. They and didn't come home with any rings. No, no rings, no medals, no nothing. And again, the this back one was the tequila lime chicken, which I loved. I was like, oh, look how cool I am. I'm a teenager and I'm eating this tequila dish. Like... Look you walked what out of there like you're drunk. Yeah, look what I'm getting away with. I stumbled to the car with my learner's permit and drove home <laughs> all wobbly. out of your pocket. Yeah, Dad had to tell me, no, son, <laughs> you can't drive. You're too far gone. Uh, but, yeah, this was, uh, yeah, as you said, you saw the disappointment on, on my face. That was real. That, that pain yeah. was real. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like I will never revisit that. So definitely steer clear of that. I hope that maybe... Someone will hear this and realize that the, the error of their ways and, and realize they need to go back to the drawing board, you know, back to formula. Back to formula, the, Herbert. As, as the Green Goblin <laughs> once said, yeah, just go back to to what made this dish great, which was, you know, a reasonably sized chicken breast, some multicolored <laughs> salted chips underneath, and rework that sauce because that sauce is delicious on one thing, just doesn't work with the chicken. Um, maybe yeah give a more signature sauce maybe like less cheese because yeah. i never thought i'd say the words there's too much cheese but that's the case and yeah find out a way to make this a little bit more appetizing and and then give me a call comp me a meal and i'm gonna come back and do a mini episode about this we'll right after I, i'll do a follow-up right after i do the coleslaw episode <laughs> Here's going to be a it. series of episodes deep diving into Applebee's and the improvements here to come. Yes. So hopefully that will get better. Uh, but what definitely got better was our meal upon 
the desserts arriving. Oh my gosh. And just looking for the desserts, just looking through the image, because for the desserts, we actually did turn to the screen uh, to see what everything was. Honestly, we at this point, we were too ashamed to talk to Amanda about anything, because I'd already <laughs> asked for recommendations and things, and I could tell she we were wearing on her nerves a little bit anyway, and... At this point, I just said, "Let's look at the let's look at the pictures." Yeah, they're very lovely photos. They're great photos. Good job, photographer. Everything looked amazing. I'm a huge chocolate lover, so uh, all of the chocolate dishes just looked mouth watering. And John had a dish that he knew we were going to get. Oh hell yeah! I'm talking about that sweet and salty maple butter blondie. The most delicious dessert ever. It's actually mine and my wife's favorite dessert of all time. And you guys have talked about it a lot. Like, <laughs> a lot. A lot. Um, look, we're, we get excited about things. We get excited about food. That's where this whole podcast comes from, is <laughs> loving things and wanting to share that love with other people. Of course, we're going to want to share the love of the Maple Butter Blondie. We've actually tried to get you and Shirley to come to Applebee's with us yeah. to get the Maple Butter Blondie. Uh, you have yet to take the, the bait until now. And... <sighs> Worth it. Yes, yeah, it was so good. Like you guys have built it up a lot over over time, and have something we about are want to do: build things up, <laughs> probably to an uh, unattainable level. Right. And so I was like, "Oh, this will probably be good," but then it came out, and I took the first bite, and I was like, "Oh." I get it now. Yeah. It was so good. It was but, really delicious. So let me just take you on a little culinary journey, a little sojourn into the sweet islands of deliciousness. Yes. Uh, so All aboard. <laughs> all aboard. <laughs> so your maple butter blondie, what was it actually called? It was like called the butter pecan blondie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you always describe it as a maple butter blondie, but it's the butter pecan blondie. Again, we're very loyal customers. We've been going to Applebee's for quite some time, and I think their menus... The names change, but the recipes don't. Again, the tequila lime chicken became Fiesta lime chicken. This used to be maple butter blondie. Now it's... I think they wanted to take the word... Oh, wait, no. It's, it's butter pecan. Or what was it called? <laughs> what did I just it, say? It used to be maple butter blondie, and now it's, uh, I think, butter pecan blondie? Let me... Let yeah, me... look that up while I while I describe it. But it just feels like... I don't even know what the purpose of that name shift was, but it's served on a hot skillet... So it usually comes out sizzling. Ours was not quite sizzling, um, but it was still very hot. What's the name of it? Butter Pecan Blondie. There you go. So uh, I thought or maybe... Pecan. I say Pecan. Pe- pecan. I, say, I say Pecan because yeah. I'm from the South. Uh, so, yes, it comes out on a warm, a hot skillet, a piping hot skillet. So much so, since it wasn't sizzling, I decided to foolishly touch the thing to be like, is this that was, hot? That was one of the highlights of the day because you were like, normally this is hot, but it's not. Oh, God. <laughs> yep, because uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, so it's hot, so usually it comes out sizzling. It is a, uh, uh, a square of uh, a blondie. A brownie, uh-huh. uh, which is the basis of the thing, uh, very tasty, the foundation. very yeah, very just like butterscotchy and fluffy and delicious. Uh, it's got a scoop, healthy scoop of vanilla ice cream on top with crumbled pecans uh, spread all around the dish. And then what the piece de resistance was is you pour over it this cream cheese maple butter sauce, 
which is by far the most delicious thing that I can possibly think of. Like, I want to just eat it. I can't because it'll be seven trillion calories, but I just want to eat it with a spoon. Yeah. Um, I asked for extra, much like the pro tip with the burger. Mm -hmm. I asked for extra. Sorry, you were going to say. No, I was just saying I'm glad that you asked for extra because I almost bit into it and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you're about to go into it. I'm like, your first bite has to have that on there. And it's just like this luxurious, like silky, velvety sauce going over the thing and it just ties it together it was beautifully it was magic it was a magical journey it was so delicious and so it was, and it was so great too because we had been disappointed by our last actual entree and so our hopes were high for the dessert that yeah. we would that we would end this on a high note and oh we did i mean like when we set out to do this podcast specifically on doing an episode on applebee's i remember saying to you like three words to tell you why Applebee's is great. Maple butter blondie. Yeah. And I stand by that. Like this is the dessert that Lindsay and I went to on that Valentine's day when we got done with everything super early. We were like, let's go get a blonde, a maple butter blondie. Cause that shit is delicious. Like I could have one of these every single day. I'll be a thousand pounds, but I could, I honestly like, this is like a desert Island food for me. Yeah. Like I know that sounds ridiculous coming from Applebee's, but I mean, it's just like it's got everything because like yeah. it's got the it's it comes on this hot skillet so the the brownie itself is very hot. I'm a big brownie fan yeah. and I used to not be like a butterscotch kind of guy but like and it's a very mild butterscotch flavor but that flavor just works so well with this like warm brownie uh the vanilla ice cream just works really well with that so you got you've got hot, you've got cold, you've got the sort of crunch of the pecans You've got, again, the sort of smooth texture of the sauce itself. It's just perfect. Like, I can't I can't find a single thing I would do differently about it. Like, oh, I, my fear is that they're going to change that. Like, they changed the Fiesta Lime Chicken. It's a perfect dish. And I think one thing I really loved about it, too, and we'll be able to compare this with the other dessert that we got because we got two. Oh, of course we got two. Um, you don't is, just get one dessert. Is that this was a very light dessert even though it sounds very heavy everything we're describing a brownie and ice cream and syrup and blah blah blah. but it actually felt light and refreshing it didn't feel like it was weighing me down yeah. or like oh god i just ate so much i i felt that way already from the meal but this was this dessert was just it had sort of a lightness to it i can't really describe beyond that. no i i totally agree i think that a lot of that has to do with like the ice cream yeah uh really balances out the heaviness of what could have been the heaviness of this because i feel like if it was just a brownie some nuts and the sauce i feel like it would be too rich yeah but that like the, the vanilla flavor of the ice cream and the fact that it's cold and ice cream is just kind of light anyway just like yeah. cuts through all that I think that, yeah, that was, I was glad that we did that dessert first. I'm glad you didn't bite into it before the sauce. And that just, like, always delivers. Like, you want to talk about Applebee's being the same no matter where you go? Yeah. I've had that dessert in New York City. I've had it in Valdosta. I've had it all across the country. And it's perfectly delicious no matter where you go. And that is what I do love about Applebee's. We still have another dessert to cover, so I don't won't get into my final thoughts yet. But <laughs> that's part of, you know, one of the things that I do love about it is, like, I can always count on the Maple Butter Blondie to be effing delicious everywhere yes. I go. But well, that we wasn't have, it. We have one last dessert. Oh, we sure do. Um, as I said, I'm a huge chocolate fan, and so I really wanted the... Um, I was really excited for the chocolate dessert, um, even though I felt like I was... The food had gotten up to, like, my neck. Like, I was yeah. so full by this time. But Critical you, mass. You can never not have dessert, especially since we were doing this. It was a whole event, it really was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to just destroy ourselves. So we tried to decide which chocolate dessert we were going to get. There were three options. There were 
three options. I opted for no nuts. And then we were like, okay, the title of the, or the, the name of this dessert and everything we're doing today, we've got to just go for it because it is the triple chocolate meltdown. Yes. And wowie that sounds decadent. And it was, it lives up to the name and then some, uh, used to be like a question to me, like, is there such thing as too much chocolate? And I would have told you no. Yes, until we bit into this thing. It it proves that there is such thing as too much chocolate, and it is this because of the triple chocolate meltdown. It's a basically a, a lava bunt. Yes, lava la- bunt. chocolate lava bunt cake uh, with a scoop of ice cream drizzled in dark chocolate and white chocolate. And there's that that drizzle is all over the plate. Yeah, the plate. all over the plate, not just anything. And it's uh, it's quite good quite good it was delicious yeah it was great um this thing though when i bit into it it was like eating a scoop of peanut butter like it was so rich i mean like again i was like oh wow that is too much chocolate i mean not really i still enjoyed the hell out of it because i love chocolate as well and i certainly love cake because i'm a fat kid and well, it was your first bite was without ice cream no ice cream on the first bite because i just wanted a pure experience of the of the dessert itself you know what i'm saying ice cream is part of the dessert no, I know. I know. And I would never have a bite of the maple butter blondie without the ice cream. That's the thing. That's the weird thing about me. But having never had this, I wanted to just try it and see, like, you know, it's like taking a bite of your steak before you put salt and pepper on it. Sure. You just want to try it without the yeah. accoutrement. And, and this had been, this was actually presented. We should talk about presentation. Like, the this was actually presented where on one side of the plate was the bundt cake and on the other side of the plate was the large scoop of ice cream. So they weren't on top Which of Which indicated other. to me that they aren't necessarily meant to go hand in hand. They could go together, being that the chocolate drizzle bound them together yeah. in, a, in a lattice work of delicious, delicious chocolate. Yeah. But it's not like the butter blondie where the ice cream is on top of it. You have no choice yes. but to eat some of that ice cream. Right. The ice cream is intrinsic to the maple butter blondie. This, it was just a side dish. It's like the rice, you know, with the yeah. with the tequila and chicken. I don't consider it that way because I just wanted to shovel both ice cream and bundt cake into my mouth at one time. Right. <laughs> so it worked out for me. Yeah. And trust me, like when I thought, oh, my God, that is too much chocolate. I'm not going to be able to take another bite of that. When I took the next bite, <laughs> mere moments later, I combined it with the ice cream. And the ice cream actually served really well to sort of take down some of that chocolate flavor yeah. take just take it down a notch or two it cut, was cut through it cut through it a little bit exactly temper it yeah temper that that chocolatey overload uh though delicious was just a hair too much my a little too rich my insides were having a meltdown for sure like it was just such a rich dish that i was like okay my blood is thickening like everything was just like i think i am done uh, yeah, I mean, look, we could have definitely fed at least six people from the meal we had today. We should have. Easily. Um, this is, like, the perfect dessert if you're in a group with, like, five or six people. Absolutely. Everybody takes, like, a bite, maybe two, and is completely satisfied because you get so you get hit with so much flavor in each bite that... It's all you need. It's all you need, exactly. It would be foolish to try to tackle it alone. Yeah, I'm so glad. Because there's actually a lot of times um, when my wife and I go out to eat, she's not a huge chocolate fan. Mm-hmm. So What we'll, an insane person. It's weird to me, but she has just other tastes that she really likes. And so usually I will... What does she like, fruit? No, she likes like... Um, 
uh, like creme brulee and just just different stuff. That's just there's a lot of desserts that aren't chocolate. She just likes all the other desserts that aren't chocolate. Pass. Okay, continue. Um, Sorry. But so we'll usually share something that either we both like or, you know, she'll get her own and I'll get my own. And this is not a dish where I could have eaten this on my own. No. I would have taken like three bites and like, you know what? The rest is to go. It would have sat in my To finish that on your own is, then, yeah, as a fool's errand. Yeah. it was. So I'm glad that I had at least one other partner in crime. But that this definitely is a dish that you should have with multiple other people. Yeah. I mean, I, we left about half of it at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, By then maple we butter blondie? Gone. Mostly because of me. <laughs> So I've had to go to the restroom for a moment, and I basically finished off the last about quarter of the maple butter blondie in the two minutes he was gone. I came back, and it was completely gone. Yeah, yeah. He sat down. I was like, what? I'm not eating. You're eating. So <laughs> I was kind of an embarrassing moment. But one thing I'll after say having about, eaten as much as I'd eaten to still there's no desire. Like, yeah. Um, this is true. We're at Applebee's. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were there on a mission. You had a reason. But yeah, this the food... All of it, not just the desserts, but all of it, you should not consume by yourself. Because I would say, and this is just based on health. This is not based on anything else. Yeah. Like there's, as you mentioned earlier, like so much fried food, so much of this stuff. It's delicious. Enjoy it. Love it. But we had so many meals. We had to have had 10,000 calories each. Oh, easily. Easily. So I don't like to think about how much I ate today. You're supposed um, to have like two. Th- I mean, I guess it depends. Two thousand but... calorie is a, you're a regular human's diet, yeah. And we have eaten enough to feed an army today in one meal. Yeah. So that aside, though, I mean, we 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 went we ran the gamut. We the one thing we didn't do is uh, there's a full bar. There are a lot of signature drinks that we could have gotten. Oh, yeah. I heard, overheard somebody having like a like a spiked raspberry lemonade on the table over. And actually, I thought that sounded quite delicious uh, because I'm more of a girl drink drunk. Uh, like, I, I'll have a beer. I'm not a big drinker. Neither are you. Nope. Uh, but when I do, if I'm going to go, like, get a cocktail, I definitely the fruitier, the girlier, the better, uh, in my opinion. So I feel like I would have been in heaven in this place. And I know they are pretty famous for their dollar margaritas, dollaritas. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like they have dollar Long Island iced teas on certain nights, hmm. which that's just, just a recipe for disaster. You get a crunk on those. Uh, so we didn't get any drinks. And I feel like, you know, again, our journalistic integrity now is really in question. What with coleslaw gate and, um, you know, our problems with uh, the bread. So, you know, maybe we haven't done all of our due diligence. Maybe we'll have to do yet another mini episode on just the. We'll go get drunk in an Applebee's bar. Maybe Amanda would be willing to talk to us a little bit more. Maybe she knows that the conversation sort of directly correlates to her tip there, whereas the, you know, speediness of the food is what she was worried about with us. I don't know, but I'm just saying that that's another thing that could be great about it. And when I re- would go back and look at reviews on uh, Yelp for for various Applebee's restaurants in our local area. Uh-huh. That was the one thing nobody ever had any complaints about. Everyone was like, even if they complained about the food not being well-prepared or the service not being great, they were like, the drinks were great, and they were strong, and they were tasty. I did not even think about it. I did yeah. not even think about the drinks. I only thought about it just now. Um, because we're such food people, I guess, and I just was like, oh, yeah, we're going there for a meal. I didn't even think about the entire bar yeah. aspect of it. There's so much. And that's and that's what's great about Applebee's. You know? Uh, we it, don't even need to go to the bar in order to know that it's great that they have the bar. Yeah. It's your it's your neighborhood grill and bar. You could go there after a long day 
Mm-hmm. Have yourself a quesadilla burger. Uh-huh. Have a cheap beer. Yeah. Have yourself a maple butter blondie. Sure. Feel good about life. Yes. You know? Uh, especially now that it's like, you know, themed to your local neighborhood. You really feel like you're adding. It's back to the farm to table. This is what's going to bring millennials back in. Yeah. It's back, back to, to that. that. You know, like, <laughs> we're back to millennials, baby. But, like, we, we feel like we're part of a community. It's like, you know, they've always been the neighborhood. Eating good in the neighborhood is their slogan. And now they're really putting more focus on the neighborhood, which I think is smart <laughs> to, you know, get them back into it. I think that's a great thing that they're doing. They're really, you know, giving back. Yeah. It's a great thing. And look, again, we spent a lot of money today. We spent about 100 bucks between the two of us. But we didn't have to. We didn't have to. We could have easily each eaten a, a quesadilla burger. We could have gotten an appetizer, gotten a dessert, and got out of there for like less than $20 per person. That is remarkable. You had actually pitched it as, we'll get out of there for $25 each. Silly, silly me. <laughs> um, and look, with tip and but everything. we could have. We could have. Yeah, with tip and everything, I still spent less than $60. Yeah. Uh, so not terrible. I mean, shit, I've spent 60 bucks uh, for a meal at Outback before. You know, Outback Steakhouse or an Olive Garden. I mean, this is for me and Lindsay, but, uh-huh. uh, you know, I've definitely, like, thrown down some cash before uh-huh. at these <laughs> chain restaurants. Those are conversations for another day. But it's it's cheap. A family could eat here. I mean, a day could eat there. They had a whole menu in the back for two for twenty five, which comes with either two side salads or an appetizer, two entrees, and a dessert. That's a hell of a deal. Sounds like you've got your next date plan. I mean, date night. Here we come, baby. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think the maple butter blondie is one of the available oh. desserts. So you got to pay a couple extra bucks for the upgrade. Oh, Pro tip on down. that one. But. No, I mean, I think it's silly for me to really claim that it's like some fine dining cuisine. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you that Applebee's is the greatest food I've ever had. I, have I really enjoyed a lot of Applebee's food? Certainly the Maple Butter Blondie case closed. Hell yeah. I love the Maple Butter Blondie. That is something that I will, I will put up against any other dessert, honestly. I think the Maple Butter Blondie or the Maple Pecan Blondie is it? Or no. What Butter, is it Pecan Blondie. Butter Pecan Blondie. Butter Pecan Blondie. As it's Pecan. called now is enough to say this is why it's great. Yeah, I like, think so that, too. That dessert on its own would be enough to say, yeah, here's why here's why I almost said DJ Fridays. Here's why Applebee's <laughs> is great is for this one dessert. Like if you can find one amazing thing at a place that you will go back to again and again and you will find enjoyment in, that's enough. I mean, I'm glad we sampled so much stuff um, because it does show there's a lot of really good stuff there. Yeah, it is. If, if you go in knowing what to expect, I mean, yeah, it's not a fine dining place. It's a place where if where you can get a good meal for a good price. And if you like that atmosphere, you like that atmosphere. And I, I grew up going to Chili's more often than not. I had a bunch of friends that worked there. Once in a while, we'd get a free milkshake or whatever. And I took a date or two to, to Chili's. Yeah. But I just enjoyed... Um, I just enjoyed being there. My family would go there once in a while. And again, all I would usually get is like chicken tenders and fries or a burger and fries or something. But it's like if that's what you're expecting and that's what you're in the mood for and you just want to sit down at a booth, hang out with some buddies or hang out with some friends, some family, whatever it is, and just have a relaxing time. I mentioned this while we were in there. It's a place where you don't need to get dressed up. You just go with whatever you're wearing. Yeah, you could wear sweatpants. You could also wear a tuxedo. No one will look at you any different because no one's paying attention, you know? Not every single meal you have in your life needs to be spectacular. And they're, well, you know, that's that should be their logo. Well, their, no, their I'm just, slogan. I'm just saying. Look, not pe- every meal you have for needs to like, be spectacular. For my, people like my old boss who turn their noses up at it, who make me feel like I'm less than because I enjoy Applebee's. 
Yeah, you, not every meal needs to be like top shelf. Bougie. You know, uh, Gordon Ramsay probably sits back with a grilled cheese and some spaghettios every once in a while. Bobby yep. Flay would love to probably kick back with a Dollarita and a quesadilla burger. Yeah, you know. So Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, oh Guy Fieri, yeah, no question. He comes <laughs> He's here like Flavor Town all, all the time, all the time. That's one banging burger, brother. But you know, not every meal has to be some sort of. Uh, it needs to be on some sort of pedestal, and and uh, that's why I'm saying it. we're not trying to put it on a pedestal, but yeah. you can depend on it. It's it's like that loyal friend who's always around, you know, a shoulder to cry on, someone to talk to, someone who will listen. Yeah. That's Applebee's. Wow, is the you know loyal friend of restaurants. Wow, that's deep, man. And that, my friend, is why it's great. But what do you think, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> do you think Applebee's is delicious, or does it give you indigestion? Let us know. How can you let us know? You can find us at Gmail at hwigpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram or Twitter at hwigpodcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you hate so we can tell you why it's great. Yeah, let us know what you think about Applebee's and anything else that you're just dying to talk about. That's like, I hate this thing. Is there anybody out there that can tell me why it's great? Hopefully two dudes can do this. Hopefully two dudes who are kind of millennials, but not millennials, who uh, kind Very of... secure in their own identities, but also completely confused. Who love nudie pictures of Jenny McCarthy from 25 years ago. That's how old I am. That's terrifying. But until then, folks... Uh, I'm John. Like, Who's Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> yeah, no, people know who Jenny McCarthy is. She's an advocate for autism. Oh, or yeah. she doesn't advocate for autism for autism awareness you know what i mean i'm confused okay well until next time i'm john bring <laughs> i'm sebastian Kavlich. and here's why it's great Because even though the riblets never end, this offer does. Yeah!